Hello and welcome to According to John. Today, we're going to do, or I should say this week, we're going to do the timeline of Passion Week. A day-by-day look at what Jesus went through or what he had done the days leading up to Easter. And so I thought, hey, you know, a good thing to do here would be to just put it out every day. And so some of these may be uh, 15 minutes, some may be 30 minutes, especially when we get to Tuesday, because Tuesday is a really long day. But what we're going to do is we're going to look at Saturday and Sunday, Sunday being Palm Sunday, and then the Saturday, obviously the day before. I think it's really important to look at the day before because it really starts setting the precedence of plotting to kill Jesus. And so let's go to the Lord in prayer and then we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you and love you, Father. Thank you for this day. Father, I just pray that your hand would be upon this podcast. And Father, as we look into your word, that you would be honored, Father, and that we would see what Jesus went through. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we're going to start with Saturday. And in this, we're going to look in John chapter 12, 1 through 9. In John chapter 12, 1 through 9, it says this. Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. Now, we know this is Saturday. It's six days before the Passover. Thursday is the Passover dinner. So here on Saturday, Jesus goes to Bethany and makes it very clear this is where Lazarus was raised from the dead. And in verse 2, it says, There they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him. Verse 3, Then Mary took a pound of very costly oil spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus, wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, In verse 5, why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box and he used to take what was put in it. Verse 7, but Jesus said, let her alone. She has kept this for the day of my burial. For the poor you will have with you always, but me you do not have always. Now, a great many of the Jews knew that he was there, and they came not for Jesus' sake only, but that they might also see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. But the chief priest plotted to put Lazarus to death also, because on account of him, many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. So on this Saturday, Jesus goes to Mary's house. He's going to have dinner. They know that he's going to or they know that he is there at Mary's house. And you have the chief priests, the Pharisees, and anyone, matter of fact, in uh, 1157, actually, if we would look at 1155, and the Passover of the Jews was near, and many went from the country up to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. Then they sought Jesus and spoke among themselves as they stood in the temple what to do What do you think, that he will not come to the feast? Now both the chief priest and the Pharisees had given a command that if anyone knew where he was, he should report it that they might seize him. So we have a multitude of people that realize Jesus is at Mary's house, and they've been given the order or the command that if they knew where Jesus was, 
than they were to tell the Pharisees and the chief priest because they want to seize them. Now, this is on Saturday before Palm Sunday. And then, of course, we just read in 12, 1 through 9, that not only did they want to seek out Jesus to kill him, but they also wanted Lazarus because they said in verse 11, because on account of him, many of the Jews went away and believed in Jesus. So Saturday, we have Jesus having dinner with Mary and probably Martha, Lazarus, and all the disciples, and the Pharisees are plotting to kill him and want to kill Lazarus. Well, because of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, now they want to kill him because it's like, oh, it's your fault. It's your fault. Because of you, Jesus, everyone's following Jesus. So we're going to kill you and Jesus. That's on Saturday. Then we look at Sunday. Now, we're going to look at from Sunday all the way through, we're going to look at this in the account of Matthew. And so if you want to go into Matthew and you want to write your days of the week here, this is where you'll find it. And if, of course, Saturday, if you want to do it in John chapter 12, you will see that. So the next day we find, which would be Sunday, Matthew 21, 1 through 10. And in this it says, Now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. Verse 3. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. One of the things I do want to point out here is that it is the mother and the colt. And more than likely, they want to bring the mother with the colt so that the colt will follow the mother. So this is Sunday, the triumphal entry of Jesus going into town. They bring him the colt and verse four. And by the way, this colt was not broken. Uh, he was a virgin colt, if you will. Nobody has ridden on him. And this shows Jesus's power as well, because here he gets on this colt and rides him as if he were tame. Verse four, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet saying, tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. Verse six. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and colt, laid their clothes on them and set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Then the multitudes who went before and those who followed cried out saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Now, one of the interesting facts about the term Hosanna is for the Christian, it is an expression of praise. We're praising God. Hosanna, Hosanna, praising that Jesus is coming into town but in Judaism, it refers to a cry expressing an appeal for divine help. Remember, the Jews are looking for their Messiah to be a deliverer. They want him to come in on a great white horse. They want him to come in and deliver them from the oppression that they were under. And so for them, Hosanna refers to a cry 
expressing an appeal for divine help. I just found that to be an interesting side note. So here we see in verse 10, and when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, who is this? Verse 11. And verse 11 really is the key to who they think Jesus is, which I find really interesting. And now not the multitude, but I'm going to say the majority, because obviously you had believers there and they're praising, man. They realize Jesus is the son of God. They've believed upon him and they are there. But now we have the multitude who have come and they've only come because they want to see who Jesus is. They want to see who raised the dead. They want to see who healed the blind and the lame and who healed the lepers. And so they have a motive for being there and it's just being nosy, curious. That's all. That's the only reason that they are there. Verse 11 says, so the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet, Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. And again, when we see prophet, it is referencing Jesus, meaning he's not the divine. He's not the one that we're waiting on. He's not the Messiah. He is simply a prophet. And we've seen this throughout the scriptures when Jesus asked uh, his apostles, hey, who do they say I am? And they say, well, some say Elijah, John the Baptist, so on and so forth. And then, of course, he says, who do you say I am? Peter goes, the Messiah, right? He calls him the son of God, the Christ. And so what we see on Saturday and Sunday is Saturday is the buildup to kill him and Lazarus. And then Sunday is Jesus coming into town. And as he comes into town, he's coming in on the donkey. They're praising him, singing Hosanna, Hosanna, which is for those who are saved a praise here is our savior. And for those who are not being Judaism or the Jews, they are crying for an appeal for divine help. And as we go through this, I really encourage you to make notes in your Bible. It's not heresy to write in your Bible. It's okay. And I think that when you make notes in the Bible, that helps you to remember what you learned when you read that part of scripture. And it's just a a little igniter, if you will, on the information that you have gained. So guys, as we look into this and we continue to look through this whole week of the Passion Week, and remember, passion literally means suffering, the suffering of Christ and how it all leads up into Easter. Guys, I hope that this has helped you. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until the next time, God bless. God bless.